Dude, if dude, this movie was like if Wally watched nothing but Seth Rogen movies, you'd get freaking Johnny Five, dude. That's exactly what this guy was. <laughs> hey and there, was laser lips. Your mom's a snowblower. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's like what you said. This thing was like it was uh, like subtly naughty. Dude. Sub- subtle naughty. Yeah, oh, dude. dude, you guys don't even know the 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 beginning of this, dude. Really, I mean. There's so much about this movie that I didn't know until we watched it, but oh my god, dude, it's crazy. Dude, I just couldn't I just believe start, it, dude. Before before we get going, can I just say that this movie was like pure delight? This was probably like the best idea that we've ever had because in a time where we just need something to perk all of us up to make us feel happy, this was like this was like joy incarnate, dude. It was an amazing movie. I literally had like a smile on my face. From like beginning to end of this freaking movie, I didn't. I said, "Is this movie gonna stand the test of time?" No, it didn't. But in like the best of ways, dude, <laughs> because it was like pure and like like pure nostalgia, dude. And that's I think what we need during these times. It was amazing. It was, uh, it go was. ahead, dude. I know we're, off, dude. we're gonna jump into it, but why don't we just start off this uh, episode right? Welcome everybody to a brand new episode of the Beta Report. I am one of your co-hosts. I am the con. We got that was, Jay. Like, a jo- that was like a Johnny Five, uh, a Johnny Five horn right there. That was a quarantine. That was a quarantine Jamaican horn. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like it I got a job to do. It sounded like a Johnny Five. Uh, Johnny like Five when horn. Like when he's laughing? Yeah, dude. That was like the most amazing yeah, thing. Yeah, it ever, was. Dude. Anyways, I was uh, in the uh, introductions here. We got Jay. What's up, Jay? Oh, what up, everybody? Oh, we got Uno. What up, Uno? Hi, good evening and good afternoon and good morning to everybody. Hey, <laughs> give us a little bit of that clickety-clank from that cup you're, you're sipping on. Ah, uh, right dude, now. I'm just having iced tea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see it. <laughs> Yeah, dude. So we got. People don't even know. It's like it's twelve at night out here, dude. You drinking that margarita like it's no. He's like, Mm. uh, he's like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Oh my god, dude, I forgot his name already. Will Ferrell's character. Yeah, I like Scotch. Yeah, Scotch, 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 Scotch. Wait, but he drinks it straight, no ice. Yeah, he said you're like. Him, yes, say you okay, are cool, him. cool. Yeah, yeah, Just make sure Just, I don't want to disrespect the scotch, you know. What I'm no, 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 right. no, 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 but um, scotchity, <laughs> scotch, 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 scotch. Freaking Ron Burgundy, Ron I'm Burgundy. Wondering, I, I just want to know, okay, so all you listeners out there, <clears throat> this is a heartfelt <laughs> message. Freaking Uno would be uh, Juan Amarillo, Gallete. <laughs> I have a heartfelt message to the listeners. I just want to know who saw this movie with us. Please slide in our DMs, post on our wall, do something. I just want to know if somebody else enjoyed the magic of Johnny Five. Bro, I did get a lot of like messages, people saying, "Oh, that's a great movie. I love that movie," and people really Bro, liked that movie. Like your so. son sitting across from you in the living room saying, "Dad, this is a good movie." Doesn't count, dude. <laughs> I was just about to say that too. Christina was so happy that we watched this movie together. Dude, but it, but so I, that was like that was one person. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> She's no. like, is that guy supposed to be Indian? 
Oh yeah. my God! Oh, we'll we'll dude, get we'll get into yeah. that. We'll get into that in a moment, dude. But Jay, first of all, get, kick us off a little bit about our our social media. Let people know where they can find us. Uh, find us absolutely nowhere. Sure. <laughs> absolutely nowhere. <laughs> Hi, so ladies and gentlemen, this is the Beta Report, and we are here to give you guys all the little tidbits of this entertainment world, the things that you guys might not know about, things that you might know about, and just want to hear people talk about it. That's what we're here for. And uh, if you guys want more of that, other than just listening to this podcast, you can go to all of our social media sites. Yeah, good job. Uh, nice. At The Beta Report uh, on Instagram, Facebook, the Twitter that we don't use. We got a YouTube page. Someday. Uh Everywhere, everywhere that you guys go to get your information on social media, we are there. Uh, so go ahead and follow us there. Also, yeah, way to go. Giving me that five-star review reminder. Ladies and gentlemen, we just want your five-star reviews. I mean, if, we, if anything, during this quarantine time, it's all about giving. You know, we're staying together while separate. I think the one thing that we can all do together is give the beta report five-star reviews rate us review us whatever you want to do just just give us those five stars dude and as johnny five would say hey wait it's in his name it's johnny five give us johnny five stars dude there it is <clears throat> let's do this it's funny because your internet kind of went off a little bit and you sounded like johnny five in a second oh shoot what the heck you went johnny five <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> it was your internet it wasn't his. <laughs> hey, before anything happened on my end, before we jump into the movies, let's talk, talk about really quick because it was a it was a crazy <laughs> May the Fourth be with you week um, this week because Disney announced that we are getting a two. Uh, well, actually, we're getting one new series in uh, Disney Plus being directed by a woman, which will be or showrunner by a woman who which will be focused on. Uh, women of Star Wars. So, totally new story. Sounds great. Sounds exciting. I'm actually all for it. Let's do it. Actually, the the creator is the creator of Russian Doll, which is on Netflix, which people say it's really great. I haven't seen it. I've been wanting to watch it, but Natasha Leone is the star of that. People have been saying it's really great, so I know I'm going to check it out at some point. But anyways, that's one great news. <clears throat> Excuse me, but the other great news, which I am super stoked about, is Taika Waititi directing a Star Wars film. Yes, please. Dude, Taika Waititi directing a Star Wars movie, guys? Dude, that is probably I like just hearing best. the name. <laughs> right? I like just saying the name Taika Watiti. Taika um, Watiti sounds like a drink you shouldn't order at a Hawaiian bar. <laughs> it sounds it's like, like they know they know you're like not from there. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Oh, um, may I have the Taika Watiti? It's just oh, so give him the say. blue sugar bowl. <laughs> <laughs> no, sure. but honestly, With dude, that umbrella. is probably <clears throat> by far the greatest news that we've received this year, and it's the fact that Taika Watiti is gonna extend his stay in the Star Wars universe. And the fact that they're trusting him with an entire feature film, I think is pretty dope, dude. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, because we know what Taika's capable of doing, we know what... Wait, you telling me to stop? Oh, no. I'm just raising my hand because I want to chime in really quick. Uh, oh, I have oh, a really oh. quick, really <laughs> quick, like, you need to answer this, like, rapid fire. Hey, okay, hey. ready, set, go. Favorite episode of The Mandalore. Jeff. The last episode. Oh, the last- Last episode. Season finale. Jimmy. Last last episode. And who directed that? Taika Waititi. 
can I have one drink? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, dude, for sure. I mean, he he directed, I think, the best episode of the whole season, which was the last one. And, uh, of course, he did Thor uh, Ragnarok. And Can I also say? Wait, hold on. Uh-huh, sure. I also, like, there was one scene that was just hilarious to me because I rewatched it. I think they pointed it out on the May 4th documentary or whatever. But there's that scene in the last episode. There's actually two that are hilarious. So one, it's like, he goes, don't be sad. And then the Mandalorian's like, I'm not sad. He's like, I am a nursing droid. I've analyzed your voice. You're sad. (laughs) That was hilarious. And then the other one that was funny was um, when, um, ah, dude, freaking Apollo Creed. I forget his name. Uh, 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 Kreef. Carl Weathers. Kreef Karga or something like that. Yeah. He goes, baby, do the magic hand thing. <laughs> and then it all starts like, doing, like, waving his hand at the baby. Because he just, like, waves, like, the like, Yoda just waves mm-hmm. his hand hello. <laughs> Bro, yeah. the first five minutes of that episode, when the two Star Troopers are having a conversation, that's, like, the best. It's just so awesome. It's so funny. Uh, you know, they... they uh, are having the conversation about trying to see Baby Yoda and all this, dude. And they punch Baby Yoda. Come I on, know, man. Dude. Travesty, Travesty dude. dude. So You it, should have those people hung. It was pure joy watching that episode. I mean, it was the kind of joy like Baby Yoda when he was riding on the speeder, a speed bike with uh, IG-11. Yeah, little, little, little ears are yeah. flopping. And he's like laughing and he's having fun. That's how I felt throughout that whole episode, dude. Yeah, I dude. felt like little Baby Yoda. I'm really like, yeah, yeah, my ears were on movie. For sure. Yeah, but again, dude, that's fantastic news. I'm like, I'm just extremely excited to see what that's going to turn into. For sure, man. All right, man, that's our quick little news tidbit before we start the episode. We had said last week that uh, we are, for the month of May, we are going to be watching some movies and then just jumping into it and talking about it. And this week was a uh, movie, a little movie called Short Circuit. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's time. To open up the beta vault. Ooh, did you like that sound effect? Oh. Did you like the sound effect? Nice. <laughs> Big ass beta vault. <laughs> Damn, it was the last time. Someone dusted this thing. Is <laughs> it too loud? I tried to put it down. I hope I didn't blow anybody's ear out, eh? So this no, week. dude, it's just that. We what? haven't opened the vault in such a long time, dude. I know, I know, man. So we're there it is. We opened it up. and Why is there a cucumber here? First movie. <laughs> First movie. Why is there a picture of Arnold Schwarzenegger in here? I know, dude. There's a bowl of pepinos that somebody left there last time we opened it up. Is that a Betty? Yeah. Oh, we have a, a Betty, Betty in the corner. Yeah, we do, man. We have, a, is, we have to dust that, that Betty like off. A, is that just like a bucket of kitty litter there just sitting there on the side? What is this sign that says Foodie Minute? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that's about. But hey. Here you go, guys. We, this this week we we opened up the vault to watch a movie called Short Circuit. A Short Circuit was a movie filmed in 1986, and we'll jump into all these people that are in it and everything. But I thought we'd start off the movie by uh, playing the trailer in case you guys didn't get to see the movie. Um, and uh, if you do get to see the movie, please watch it. But we're gonna go ahead and play the trailer right now. The ultimate soldier. It doesn't get happy, it doesn't get sad, it doesn't laugh at your jokes. It is quite simply yeah. the most sophisticated robot on earth. Oh, look, Pat 
Nova Robotics. The future is in good hands. You're doing real good. Just keep working on those last two bars. Thanks to Dr. Newton Crosby. Originally, I designed it as a marital aid. But artificial intelligence has gotten too smart. No. It's malfunctioning. It might not do anything. But it could decide to blow away anything that moves, couldn't it? Because $11 million worth of robot just hit the road. Wow! Number five is alive. Welcome to my planet. You just have to find number five, get some answers. Why don't you come on in my house? And it's got a lot of living to do. Whatever it takes to put that stupid contraption out of commission, that's what you do. Me input. Stuff. More input. More input. And they can seem quite lifelike, but they are still machines. Oh. Number five is alive. Nice software. How it happens, who knows? Remember that line. <laughs> A new comedy adventure from John Badham, the director of War Games. They're going to be after you. we got to get out of here now. Hey, keep alive. Ali <laughs> Sheedy, Steve Gutenberg, and number five. Beautiful. Short Circuit. I am alive. There you go, guys. Short Circuit. Amazing. Um, bro, first of all, I mean, Pixar has to be paying royalties on this movie, right? They oh, have my God. To, for real. They dude. have to, dude. Oh, my God. You see Johnny number five. You see that robot. And it's totally like... You could see how they got the the idea for Wally because everything from the the head, the 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 you know the whole I guess the the head part of it, the treads, did yeah. I mean even just like the the action in the eyes, you know, like this one doesn't necessarily move up and down like that, but you know the his little eyebrow things or whatever, like those things have like character to them, and his eyes actually come in and out. Like, dude, yes. This thing laid the blueprint down, bro. The whole that, that whole van sure. that Steven, uh, Steve Steve Gutenberg's um, characters riding in has all these parts, and he even like takes his arm and and fixes himself. That's all Wally, dude. The beginning, yeah, he's got true. all his body parts. I didn't think about that. Yeah, Either, dude, that's, that's yeah. all Wally, dude. And then also towards the beginning of the movie, there's like when they're showing off all these robots, which uh, apparently these robots are not just made for military; they're made to be working at like a uh, Chili's or something. Because yeah, they all do, they, they all, <laughs> we know the, these soldiers, these uh, robots don't make it in the army. They're bartenders because they're freaking right. making drinks and stuff. <laughs> and then the little other robots are like passing hors d'oeuvres and stuff, whatever. But they had one robot or a couple of robots doing different like tasks, like one that pushing the trash out and stuff. Dude, that's how Wally, dude, the beginning, all those little robot friends. Yeah, yeah dude. That's how Wally, dude. It's crazy. Dude. Okay, but. <laughs> that is amazing. That's true, though, dude. That's true. They literally had. All the like, all they needed was for like one of the little robots to like look up and say like "mo," and it would have been like just complete freaking blatant robbery on a uh, Pixar's part, dude. Seriously, dude. I mean, they got to be paying some royalties on this movie, dude. But yes, dude. This this movie was re uh, released back on May 9th. May 9th, dude. We're oh, like shoot, what the heck? Close to like with the uh, the anniversary of this movie, May 9th, nineteen eighty six. Is when this movie came out, and it's funny because I wrote those notes too about the eyelids that make it look all like freaking. I don't know why it got that Wally feel to it, dude. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a it's a trip, dude. But um, yeah, uh, let's let's call this movie what it is, right? We think it's a movie about a robot, dude, and you know, it's a it's becoming alive and whatever, dude. This movie is a romantic comedy between a woman and a machine, dude. 
Yes, dude. <laughs> it totally is. We heard it in that trailer where um, when she finds him, she finds uh, um, Johnny Five in in the in her food truck. Uh, and uh, we're talking about Stephanie, which is Ali Sheedy's character. And she goes in, and she's like, oh, um, why don't you come inside and we get to know each other a little better? She, she says that, dude. Come on. <laughs> come on now. And then... Dude, and all the while, he's saying, like, input. Input. <laughs> put it in. Put, put it in. Put exactly, it in. Dude. It's like, what the heck? Input. You know what he's trying to say? Then later, he's like, he's... <laughs> He walks in on her while well, she's in the tub. He's all, oh, nice software. What the <laughs> heck? What the heck, dude? This is, this is. Dude, I'm not going to, dude, I'm not going to lie. The second that, so, you know, there's a, there's a uh, part in this movie where Johnny Five, he's um, at uh, her, Stephanie's house, and he's getting all his input, right? He's reading all these books, watching all this TV. There's a part of it where he starts watching Saturday Night Fever, and it's like I think more than a woman comes on, and then they both just start having like this romantic like uh, dance together, and they're just yes. like spinning around. I'm like, bro, like these guys have legit chemistry right now, dude. Like I am literally expecting these guys to just fall in love for Stephanie and Johnny Five to ride off into the sunset together by themselves. Like Steve Gutenberg, who? What? I don't know. Yeah, this is about dude. Johnny Five, dude, and and uh, and uh, freaking. Stephanie, Stephanie. <laughs> okay, and then dude, I just wrote like I did because, uh, like you, dude, I wrote some notes on this one, uh, and this one is like pretty simple. I just wrote Ali Sheedy is beyond cute. Dude, she is like amazing in this movie. I can literally watch her in this movie, bro. And and for years, my only thing was like, what was what did she do? Cause she had was she a veterinarian? Was she like had animals? And then she had a food truck. It's like yeah. what was her? She had a food truck, but then she had a bunch of animals, like a farm. But why? Like why, dude? And one thing, dude, I'll tell you right now, I would do not want to eat the food that she cooks, cause on her freaking, uh, she had a freaking skunk. She had a skunk on her <laughs> stove. There was a skunk in there, dude. A skunk and kins walking around the freaking stove. Was yeah, she freaking dude. cooking these animals? We didn't know, dude. Was there something morbid going on here or what? Yeah, yeah, that was kind of uh that was kind of crazy. But when I saw that she was like trying to feed the skunk whatever food she was <laughs> Yes! Eating, oh my god. I was like, dude, what are you freaking doing? Dude, like this yes! is Yes, oh my that god. That is not okay. She's like, here, taste it. Tell me if it's good. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the heck? Sorry, I think I just yelled in the mic. Sorry guys. But yeah, dude, I was just like, what is going on? Why does she have all these animals in here, dude? But I, I'm kind of jumping ahead. Right at the beginning of this whole movie, this movie was made in, what, 1986. So it was at the height of the Cold War between the U.S. and, and Russia. So you know all these movies are about, like, showing, you know, who's got more power and strength or whatever. So they show these robots are part of the military. And the the robots are shooting, like, like uh, these army vehicles. But, like, there's only, like, one tank. And the other ones are, like, just, like, transport like Jeeps. soldiers. Yeah, dude, these these things were murder bots. They're like literally murdering all these people and stuff. <laughs> it's not really like self-defense really, you know what I mean? It's like we're just going to murder these people. But Dude, and I love that they try to do it like it was like a subtle reveal because you see like heads <laughs> flying off, you see like freaking arms going everywhere so you're like, "Oh, dang, dude. 
and then they're like they like move in close and then you see that they're like all mannequins and stuff you're like oh, oh okay they're not demonstration. real people. dude but one of the parts that i love it was right in the beginning too that just was so random to me but it's like who would actually do this it's like two of the uh like the uh, army guys it's like a general or something like that you can see them like in like really bad like like ADR, like it's not matching their their mouths, but oh, you yeah. just see like one guy saying like, "Oh yes, very nice. Oh yes, yes." Like <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> it's so random, dude. It's so dumb, dude. I, I, yeah, dude. It, it was it was funny because that whole um, that whole part right right there, right where they're like doing this examples of whatever. Why did they need to show examples of the robots d- making drinks, dude? <laughs> I know, right? Like first, let me show you they're strong. So I'm gonna break a block of ice. And he breaks a block of ice, and then he starts like. But I like how they're pronounced. They're showing all the ingredients, right? They're like, <laughs> yeah. what, what was it? Like gin and ice, and tonic, tonic. But it's always funny because it was like in the tra- even in the trailer, dude. It's like the most sophisticated robots in history, and it's like in that part where like the robot is saying gin, tonic. <laughs> and it's like they're so sophisticated. Dude, they make drinks. And, and I, I noticed something that was really weird. Like, there's a table there next to him to make it seem like it's all, like, you know, like, mechanical. Or, I don't know, like, all this technology on there. And on the table, I don't know if you noticed, dude, there's a airplane kit. Like, a model kit. <laughs> no with, with the remote control. So, if you just look at that table, there's a a, a Thunderbirds, uh, like, a plane kit with the, with the RC control right there. On that That's same awesome. table is... <laughs> On the same table right there, there is a um, a hacksaw because you need hacksaws to fix robots. Right. It's like, why do you have a hacksaw on the table? And then a hairdryer, dude, a chrome hairdryer. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Go back and watch it. You'll see on that table, there's a chrome hairdryer on that table. They're like, dude, they probably told the prop master, hey, get whatever is in your, in your, in your uh, trailer. Just bring it out. Just put it out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just put it on that table like randomly, dude. I was like, wait a minute, what's going on here, dude? Look what the well, heck? That's what they're trying to show, dude, that like the sophistication of these robots, dude. They can, you know, do your hair while they fix you a drink, uh, build a <laughs> build a, a, a toy for your child, and uh, go garden for you, dude. <laughs> and uh, disassemble your car. And disassemble your and car. Disassemble, yeah. I know, dude. Oh my god, that's that's freaking hilarious. But they can't cook hash browns. <laughs> right. Yeah, you can't figure out how to cook hash browns or pancakes. But he's super smart, though. I know. It's funny because I never knew this. Do you guys remember that the actual robots were called Saint? No. They were called. They were called Saint Strategic Artificial Intelligence Intelligence Nuclear Transport. Saint. That's awesome. Which? Why did 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 they ever talk about them transporting nuclear whatever? They're not, dude. That's why I heard them say that one. Like I heard them say that in the movie, and then I was like, "Why do you guys keep shooting these freaking things if they have like nukes on them? <laughs> like what the heck are you guys?" They're literally makes sense. Riddling him in a part of the movie, they're really riddling him with bullets. If they were nuclear, dude, they'd yeah. all be dead. Why are you shooting it? Exactly, dude. It's like, it just, it, that didn't make any sense to me. Uh, did you notice that the controllers that supposedly supposedly are, are controlling the robots? And they're putting like, like, um, they're putting, uh, I guess, commands. There's one guy just putting commands just with the keypad, like the number pad. 
Like he's just putting like random numbers in there. It's like, is that how you're controlling the things? Like, it's like, okay. He just dude, told technology him, in the eighties, dude. I'm pretty sure that's uh, that's what they all thought that technology was gonna look like in the future. We're all just gonna walk around with keypads to control our pet robots. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. So, anyway, so so the movie basically is about these robots, and one of them is um, apparently still connected to a generator struck by lightning and then it becomes alive but you would think that once it got struck with lightning in that whole sequence it looked like it just totally destroyed johnny number five dude like there were parts flying everywhere so it's like how is he alive i thought he'd be destroyed by this time right he had like (laughs) he had like pieces coming off of him and he's supposedly that like he was totally fried but apparently that made him alive so who knows Lightning gives you a soul, I guess, because now he's yeah, got, like, a soul now. Yeah. Uh, dude, so that, that is kind of, like, the premise of a free and, uh... Dude, that's in Wally too. What the heck? Now that I think about it, you know when he gets that little zap from, uh, from Eve? And that's kind of, like, the way that, um, he, like, falls in love with her, I guess, like, the spark between them. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, like, the exact same thing, dude. It's, like, lightning just kind of makes these robots makes, come alive. Dude. Makes them alive, right? And makes them have a soul and become more human, I guess. <laughs> but, so go ahead. No, I was, I was just gonna, I was just gonna say to you that like, uh, this, this movie, dude, I'm just seriously, I, I just want to reiterate the fact that this movie was just by far one of like the best times that I've ever had watching a movie. dude. <laughs> this <it> was so <laughs> freaking amazing. Um, uh, every part of it, dude, I don't know. Go ahead. I don't, you're going to like walk us through it a little bit. Well, I just thought it was great that this movie was like, I mean, first of all, you got Ali Sheedy, right? Ali Sheedy, like, dude, Ali Sheedy, Water Games, The Breakfast Club, St. Elmo's Fire, dude, she was, she was it in the eighties, dude. She was one of the, she was one of the it girls in the eighties, dude. So, um, the fact that she was in it did give it some like some charm to it, because like you said, she's super cute in the movie. She's, um, she's super likable in the movie. You didn't care that she was probably cooking animals. You still kind of thought she was cute. Right. <laughs> you know I mean? So it was pretty great that she was in there. But then you have Steve Gutenberg in this movie. What'd you call him, Jay? Dude, Steve Gutenberg, like, it, this guy's like the Paul Rudd of the 80s, dude. Like, he is just <laughs> like the most lovable, everyday type of guy, hero. Um, you know, it's kind of, he's kind of like the, uh, the precursor to Scott Lang, dude, where he's just kind of like, you know, super smart engineer uh robotic engineer what did you say like i have uh i have like a master's in robotic engineering or whatever it is in uh in ant-man it's basically like the exact same character dude Steve, Steve Gutenberg is amazing in this movie <laughs> it's pretty funny although although to be honest he tries to play like he's not like unlike you know like paul rudd where he's got that charm he never tries to be yeah. like awkward he's just right, right, right. funny like in this movie, like Steve Gutenberg's great and everything, but I think there was a there was a level of of miscast there because he's trying to play like a guy who's not good with girls and that he doesn't know how to talk to girls, but he comes away too charming off. Like right, like no, we don't believe that dude. Like seriously, I don't think that's the case. But he tries to be like like he never talks to girls or whatever, and he's like somehow it just that part doesn't come off believable. You're kind of like yeah, right. No, yeah, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't. I don't think so, dude. Um, I don't, know, dude. Is this a good time to talk about? Oh, before I jump into this guy, 
G.W. Bailey, who is uh, plays the character named Scroder, like, why does he want to kill Johnny Five, dude? I have no, under- I have don't understand why he has so much hatred for Johnny Five, where he wants <laughs> to like, he wants to like nuke him, you know, or just destroy him or whatever. I have no idea about it. But th- if you guys don't know who he is, he's the guy who plays that sergeant in Police Academy, and literally plays the same part. He's like the same character from Police Academy in this movie as well. Like dude, that's why I, that, I like wrote down this dude is like the like quintessential like eighties like a hole bad guy that you just love to hate and it, and he's just, seriously dude he's just because he plays the exact same character like you said in a police academy and it's the same thing like this guy's just like a jerk and you just want to see him freaking get destroyed dude <laughs> he literally uses the same lines from police academy dude. There's a point where he's moving all the soldiers, the uh, yeah, all the soldiers, and he's like, "Move it, move it, move it." It's like the same thing from Police Academy. <laughs> when he yells at all the cadets, he says the same thing. All he needed was that little that little baton that he uses, dude. <laughs> In Police Academy, dude. Oh my god, dude. But all right, is this a good time to start talking about brownface, dude? Wow, dude. Dude. Wow. <laughs> Dude, that's literally like I I I wrote down notes, dude, and that's literally when the first time I saw Fisher Stevens come out, I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> I don't remember it being that bad, dude. You know, it was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible, <laughs> bro. Like, but, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, know, dude. It's one of those moments where it's like uh, all this racism is tearing me apart. Dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this racism is killing me inside. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I wanted to share the outrage of Aziz Ansari with Short Circuit for not being able to find one Indian in Hollywood to play an Indian. Jesus Christ. Bro, you know what's crazy though is that, like, watching this, like, I think what is more offensive is the fact that, uh, I don't want to say that he did such a good job, but that like I didn't know this until I was like in my 30s or whatever. Like me too. Uh, like I had no idea. Like this whole time, I honestly thought that was an Indian character, and in my mind, I thought like, oh yeah, it's just like an in- like I had no idea who this actor was. I had no. And then when idea. I saw it, I was like, oh shoot, it's that guy. Like what the heck? Freaking Fisher Stevens, dude. Bro, I had no idea who Fisher Stevens was. First of all, no idea who he was. No idea he was white. I ever since I was a kid, I thought that was a an actual Indian dude. I don't right. know. I don't know if that says anything about me, but I just, I, you know, it just did it so well. I guess as me as a kid. It ends yeah, until exactly. later when you find out that it's a white actor who um, confirmed that he had to talk in that that um, <clears throat> accent and also used makeup to brown himself, dude. And grow the beard and all this. And I was like, oh, my God, that is crazy. That's, like, crazy. Dude, that's, like, straight up uh, <clears throat> Tropic Thunder, Robert Downey Jr. style stuff, dude. But, but like, is, it, is it me or or did they do a good job, though? <laughs> was it, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what it feels like the most offensive part of it that they did, like. They got away with it? <laughs> that they got away with it because he did such a good job of like making us all believe that he was a real Indian character like that's insane like it's still it's still insane to me I don't believe it I just at all I cannot believe it dude I can't believe that that was actually a white dude dude but they they got away with it dude they got away with the fact 
that he went brown face, dude. <laughs> dude, and the worst part too is that like, like you know, he's supposed to be this like genius guy together with uh, with Steve Gutenberg's character, uh, but I, I I kind of like hated the fact that they had him be such a dumb like smart guy, I guess, because he would always mess up like words. Instead of saying like bingo, he would say like bimbo. That was kind of funny. Though. I, I gotta say, laugh at that uh, stuff. <laughs> I gotta laugh at those. It's a piece. But, it's a piece. Uh, it's a piece of. It's a, what would you say? Like piece of cake. But he would say weird. Like it's a. Yeah, dude. it's a cake piece or something like that. Or some. <laughs> yeah, he would just mix up like all these words, and I'm like, dude, that's that's so dumb. Dude. Like I hated it. It was that part was like that whole thing was like cringy to me. I laughed at that stuff, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I actually laughed at some of those stuff, dude. I actually did, dude. I liked one of the jokes that he said, dude, when, when Steve Gutenberg, <laughs> I guess this is another part of the racism, right? Like, he's like, where are you, where are you from? Whatever. And he's like, oh, I'm from, <laughs> yeah. I'm from Bakersfield. And he's like, no, no, your parents. Oh, they're from no, Pittsburgh. Like, no, he says your, your ancestors. And he's like, oh, all oh, them. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny, dude. I, I have to admit, that had me cracking up, dude. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Oh, shoot. <laughs> dude, but we all can't just deny the fact that that guy has like the best line in the whole freaking movie. I've got a Woody. <laughs> I couldn't believe that that's what he said, dude. Why did they make him a horn dog, dude? Like <laughs> yeah. throughout the whole movie, he's like, Oh, you you talk to her? Give me all the details. Did you put your tongue down her throat? It's like what? dude, there's a point where it's like who talks like that? He's like, he's like, Oh yes, like we're going and I look, I apologize. I'm doing the, the accent too, and I feel like that's offensive. But he's like he's like, Oh, we're going out to the real world and he's like, Oh yes, uh, women with braziers and legs. <laughs> yes. I'm like, what? yes, dude, like why is he such a horn dog in this movie, dude? <laughs> it's like he's just like really like really wanting those details and just talking about that kind of stuff it was crazy, dude. I was like, wait, what? what's dude, going there on was something, There's something where, uh, you know, Steve Gutenberg is like, oh, yeah, we might meet some women on the way or something. Or I forgot what he says, but then that dude is like, oh, would you like some schematic drawings to help you? Uh, to help you learn how to talk to girls or something like that. I'm like, this guy, what the heck? Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. This is just, that was just crazy, dude. So we get, yeah. later in the movie, we have Steve Gutenberg meet Ali Sheedy. And I guess that's where the romantic interest there is. But I still think it's between her and Johnny Five, dude. Even the news, it when is, the news dude. show up at his house, the, at her house, they're like <laughs> asking her questions and like, where's the robot, whatever. And one of the newscasters says, did the robot molest you? <laughs> <laughs> and then she says, no, he's not that kind of robot. Like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> what's, what's going on? Wait, what? What is this freaking Dave? Where he has, like, <laughs> like floppy legs. Exactly. Like, He's like, like a robot. What's what's going on, dude? Like, I'm telling you, they they even though Steve Gutenberger was around, dude, the real love interest was Johnny Five, dude. Seriously, man. I, I think, honestly, like, they could have really done this movie without that, uh, uh, what's his name? Steve Gutenberg character. And it would have probably been like an even better movie, dude. Seeing love prevail between a, a, a robot and a human it would have been amazing. It would have, dude. And you know what, dude? This wouldn't have been an 80 movie without a song by Elder Barge, dude. <laughs> Elder Barge's song was which is called Where's Johnny? And I'm like, okay, yeah, this is an 80s movie. You got Elder Barge in this movie, dude. 
Some of the best dude. movies have Elder Barge, dude. We got this one. You got uh, The Last Dragon has Elder Barge. Come on, man. Oh, nice. Dude, best movies. You want a, you want a good movie? Put Elder Barge in there. Freaking classics, dude. Dude, that's, they're just telling you right now. That's Those are classic movies. People don't know what I'm talking about when I say Elder Barge. You know what? <laughs> Go to YouTube and type in Elder Barge and you'll see what I'm talking about. No one has a curl like Elder Barge. One of the things that I loved about this movie, though, was that uh, it was like one of those, um, like, and I'm, I'm using this word a lot, but it's this really, this movie really does capture a lot of like the spirit of the 80s, I think, for me at least. But it had like one of those like quintessential, uh, um, like 80s buddy characters like that all kids wanted you know what i mean because i know for me at least when i when i first saw this movie i was like dude i want a robot like oh, oh my gosh like if i could have my own johnny five like that would be so freaking cool and i can remember my parents taking me to like these my mom would always find these weird like warehouse stores somewhere in like downtown la that would like sell towels and they would sell like household items and stuff i'm pretty sure they were they were stolen too and it was like someone's backyard freaking garage and it just to me it looked like a giant warehouse but i remember there used to be like these little like johnny five figures that they used to sell and i think it was around the time that um that uh what was it called um shoot what was that movie guys a cocoon oh no no no, no. batteries not included Batteries not included they had the little the other little robots that would uh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that would kind of like fly around and stuff they had like little like model robots of those too and that's like another 80s classic, dude. So that's what I loved about this movie, again, was that it definitely uh, fueled that love again, like you felt like for E.T. or me for like Frankenstein, where it was like a buddy that you wish you had as a kid that you would have want in your house. Like, oh, dude, I just want my own Johnny Five. I want my own like E.T. I want Frankenstein to be my friend. <laughs> uh, like that. that's what this movie was to me, dude. Like it reminded me of that, of just like how cool these uh, characters from like the 80s, all these 80s movies really was, are. Was it Short Circuit 2 about people selling little robot or toy shirt Johnny number fives? Yeah. Uh, what's his name had his own little like setup in like Times Square where he was selling like little Johnny fives. Yeah, right. But that's what they were selling. That's, I remember that. That toy too, like I remember what Jay's talking about. Yeah, no, I know. Like I remember them selling those actual like figurines and stuff. Johnny Five, dude. Right? Yeah, he was awesome, dude. He was like the best friend that that we all wanted to have, <laughs> or, or at least me, because I didn't have any other friends. Uno, what are your thoughts about the movie, dude? <laughs> okay, sorry, I was on mute the whole time. Like, I think, um, I think it, 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 I don't know what came first, this or ET. I think E.T. Oh, E.T. came out in 82. But, um, and this came out in 86. So, yeah. yeah. But it feels like, it feels like the 80s were definitely like an era of like buddy movies. Right? Where there was like this like character, like E.T., like Johnny Five, like um, Gizmo. Right? Mm-hmm. Of just like this cute, cuddly character. It might have been even like, uh, we can even maybe even say like, um, the Ewoks, right? Because that was like an 83 movie from Return of the Jedi. But um, uh, I think I think the 80s, I can't think of like a, another movie that kind of had like a charming buddy. You know what I mean? 
like yeah. the charming, charming buddy archetype. Like I think this movie introduced that. No, not this movie, but like that. This era introduced that, and um, I kind of dig it. I mean, excuse me. <laughs> so it's like for people who like aren't understanding what we're talking about. This is like what you kind of see now in like the new Bumblebee movie, which is coincidentally is set in the '80s. So this is like kind of that in that same vein where Bumblebee is just kind of like that buddy, that robot that you wish you could own and that you wish could be like your friend that you could just kind of carry around with you everywhere. That's essentially what like these movies did during this time and like it affected kids like me and like you guys too where you saw this and you were like, dang, <clears throat> if only Johnny Five was my friend, like we would go on so many adventures, we would do all this stuff. <laughs> And like you know, it kind of fuels that that escapism for you as dude, a kid. That, that was a common theme in the eighties, dude. Because batteries not included, you just mentioned it was kind of like that too. Mm-hmm. You wanted these little robot things to be your friend. I just watched The Goonies again over the weekend, just because I wanted to watch it. Um, uh, also, because I think Josh Gad had a whole reunion. I don't know if you guys saw that, where he had the whole cast reunited, and no, dude, uh, so I was like, oh, I gotta watch it. So I was watching it, and Sloth is basically that, dude. He's, he's basically their friend who he wants to take home, and they have a new buddy, I guess, or anything. So that, it was weird that that's sort of a, a long kind of running theme within the movies, dude. Mm-hmm. Within a lot of these movies in the 80s. Um, did you guys find that the joke that G- Steve Gutenberg uses at the end to figure out that Johnny's alive was kind of anti Semitic? Yeah. <laughs> Totally, you remember that? dude. Totally. Dude, remember yeah. the joke? He's. It's about. Yeah. It's a uh, a priest. It's the rabbi. Yeah, the, the rabbi. It's the joke yeah. is that you know they're gonna they're trying to figure out what money goes to to the church or something like that, and they draw a circle on the floor and they throw money and whatever falls in the circle goes to the church. Whatever falls outside of the circle goes to the people. Something like that. And the rabbi says, "Well, we'll throw it up, and whatever God catches, he can keep." <laughs> yeah, and why did it have to be the rabbi about the money, dude? Yeah, <laughs> like, and then and then Johnny Five laughs and he's like, "Oh, oh yeah, he is alive." Whatever right. God keeps, <laughs> 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 that laugh is amazing, dude. <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, wait a minute, okay, should we be laughing?" Or <laughs> that's pretty funny, dude. I thought it was, I thought it was funny, dude. I thought it was uh, the fact that they just put that in there. I was like, well, "Are you kidding me? This is an anti-Semitic joke." Dude, uh, but aside from all that, like, to me, I feel like that that moment uh, where they all kind of come together and, like, really accept the fact that, like, he's alive, to me, like, I had a legitimate, like, Frankenstein moment again, dude, when I honestly, I, I knew that they were gonna, going to, like, blow him up at the end, spoiler alert, but um, when they did, when they started, like, like, when he tried to escape outside of the, like, out the truck, and all they're just like, you know, freaking uh, Scroder is like, shoot him or whatever. They're trying to blow him up. And I was like, dude, I was like legitimately concerned. I was like, dude, this guy better make it. Because honestly, I didn't remember the end of this movie. <laughs> and then when I see the helicopter come around and he gets blown up, I was like, Frankenstein. No, I had like legitimate like flashbacks. And I was having like shortness of breath. I was like, no, I didn't lose another friend. Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> Uh, but then uh, to, I lost another friend. I lost another friend, another good one. Uh, but then just to see him like come out at the end um, was awesome. But dude, I feel like that was like 
they did a good job of building up like the heart of the movie, like the accepting the fact that Johnny Five is actually alive. You know, and, like there, there's a a line that I really liked where it's like life is not a malfunction, and I feel like they try to like push that throughout like the, the entire movie. It's like him being considering himself alive and being alive, you know, isn't a malfunction, even though he's just like a robot. You wouldn't expect him to have these emotions or to be alive in that sense, uh, but he is. Um, so I'm like, dude, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on the internet right now and try to see if I can find a life is not a malfunction shirt with like Johnny Five face, Johnny Five's face. I thought you were gonna say, I'm gonna look on the internet to find where I can get a tattoo. It says, <laughs> life is not a malfunction. Dude, yeah, and it's gonna be like double sided, where it's gonna be like one side is gonna be Frankenstein, and then the other side is gonna be Johnny Five. You should get it in cholo writing, old it's English. Be like, <laughs> keep the homies alive. Hell yeah, dude. Um, I Uno, do you have a favorite part in this whole movie, dude? Oh, I was muted again. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to make noise while we're podcasting, dude. Moving this stuff around and all that stuff, dude. <laughs> but my... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I just got a lot going on right now, dude. Like, margaritas. You're right. <laughs> Wait, what was the question? What was your favorite part in the movie, dude? Do you have a, a part that was, like, one of your favorite parts? What the hell, dude? I don't know what James I don't think I don't think there's a favorite part, dude. Like uh, I think there's a favorite moment. There's a favorite favorite quote, and that's definitely when Johnny Five goes, "Hey, laser lips, your mom was a snowblower." That had me dying, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What the hell does that even mean, dude?" There's all sorts of of uh, meanings I can give it, but just the fact that it's so ambiguous made it that much more offensive. So that was great. <laughs> That's hilarious, Jay. I also dig the fact that he oh, dismantled the boyfriend's car too. That was great, dude. Let's talk about that boyfriend real quick, dude. This this boyfriend, uh, who uh, I don't even know who he was, or I think I've seen him in like other eighties movies, right? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. He, didn't he reminded me of uh, the brother from Stranger Things. Like he oh, felt yeah. like the the archetype for that character. They both like drove Trans Ams. Yeah, yeah. They both like you drove Trans Ams like they had two-inch dicks. What? <laughs> <laughs> His name is... Where it's like you have to introduce a villain, so that's just like the, the archetype <clears throat> of villain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brian McNamara, dude. I just like the fact that he goes to Ali Sheik. Because Brian, uh, this uh, Frank is his name in the movie. He's the the ex-boyfriend. He's trying to get back with Ali Sheedy. Uh, I I like, or actually Stephanie, right? I like the fact that he's trying to get her back, and he's got a um, uh, a crate to take back their dog that says medical research. Literally wants to give up the dog to re- medical research, but that's his way of trying to get her back. Yeah, I know. Like, really? I mean, there's other ways you can go about it. That's probably not one way to do it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the, the guy is. Uh, it, <laughs> he goes back to try to take him. And uh, Johnny Five dismantles his car, like, perfectly. I love that, dude. <laughs> yeah, and he has it all, like, separated, like... Uh, By parts? like Categorically, yeah. <laughs> By parts. The that, freaking amazing. That was pretty funny. Dude, and, the, but, and, and uh, 
I feel like that is probably like the first time where we start seeing a little bit more of like the Johnny Five character and like his personality because then he starts like quoting like John Wayne and uh, I think he starts doing um, like more uh, Three Stooges stuff and all that. So I thought that was like pretty cool too because they use those moments to kind of show, you know, like the his personality, the, the evolution of that character, which is pretty cool. For sure. Jay, do you have a favorite part? Um, uh, yeah, dude, this whole freaking movie, this whole freaking movie is my favorite part, dude. <laughs> I watched this whole entire thing let's, again. Let's and narrow again. it down. Um, but Either I think, laser lips. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think one of my favorite parts would probably have to be, uh, there, there at the end, dude, when, when, you know, they're all kind of like celebrating the fact that they, that they accept Johnny Five as like a living being that made my heart smile for sure. <laughs> I I think I would have to say that my favorite part is where he actually reprogrammed all the other robots into <laughs> the be, two stooges. <laughs> where yeah. he even be, yeah. He even did Larry's hair. He got like grass and <laughs> yeah. made Larry's hair, dude. I was like, okay, that's that's dope, dude. <laughs> that was pretty cool, dude. I, I love the fact that he did all of that, dude. So that was that was, that was pretty funny. Look, Dude, it's crazy. This this like this movie literally set the tone or like set the blueprint for like a lot of movies because that that must have like Home Alone vibes going with it too, dude. Like where he set up all the traps for the yeah. uh, for the robots too. Um, I'm like, dude, like to me in my in my head because oh, he also had like those little one liners that freaking Kevin McAllister had in Home Alone. Um, so I was like, dude, this is it totally has like Home Alone vibes going on it right now. Um, so yeah, dude, it's like all these movies oh, Short Circuit Johnny Five credit because they they laid it all out for them, dude. I think I think so too, man. I think this movie influenced a lot, dude. I mean, people, I'm sure people watched this movie and took some ideas from 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 here. Uh, definitely Wally for sure, um, but uh, I think that. The the movie itself, dude, for me, is still watchable today. I know there was a lot of movies during the 80s that probably, I mean, a lot of favorites, you know, like we have Goonies and Jay loves Monster Squad and all these other movies, but um, some of them sometimes don't really, um, are, don't uh, age well. But I think this movie, dude, despite the, the you know, the effects and all this stuff, I, I think, dude, I, I think the movie... It's still watchable today. It's still enjoyable. I know, but Jay, we know how you feel about it. Yeah. But I think it's still it's still enjoyable. I enjoyed watching it. I had a good time actually watching this movie, going back and watching some of this. You know, although there's a lot of questions here, but uh, <laughs> it was still enjoyable. I thought I, I had fun watching it. Yeah, dude. I think it. it um, I don't think you. I think it hangs its hat on its heart. Uh, the fact that it does have so much like charm. And like I said, I think it really relies now, at least, on like its nostalgia, like a lot. Um, but like you said, I think it, it just makes it, it makes it enjoyable because it is so, it kind of plays on like, like the, it's almost like the innocence of like the 80s, I guess, where it just seems like, uh, you know, these, none of the characters are like Thanos malicious, you know what I mean? Like none of these guys are trying to like, destroy the entire world but it's it's still there's still kind of there's still stakes involved and so you still kind of get invested with these characters and you want to see them 
you know, escape and, and be well and succeed and live their lives in Montana um, with, with uh, freaking Steve Gutenberg's 40 acres of land or whatever. Uh, <laughs> I like the I fact think, that, yeah, like, that he literally is like, hey, I got 40 acres of land. Why don't we just go and move together? Oh, yeah, sure. Let's go. Yeah, he barely knows it. <laughs> you know what's crazy is that you know I read that those forty acres of land uh, back in like nineteen eighty six were worth twenty thousand dollars, and now twenty twenty those those uh, forty acres of land in Montana cost twenty two thousand dollars, dude. Dang, appreciation, bro. So he made a lot of money. Is that what you're saying? Little real estate joke there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! So here's a funny thing too. I, I was reading about the movie, um, about the movie itself. Uh, the movie was number one when it came out. Uh, the budget on this movie uh, was nine million, and it made forty point seven million in the box office. Hey! Most of that nine million, dude, like was all for the robot, dude. <laughs> That's what's yeah, crazy. you would think because I think it was I'm assuming it was like practical, right? Like I don't think they had the same type of effects that we have now, but it was actually it. pretty impressive to see that thing move around the way that it would and, uh, you know, just kind of like the life that they were able to bring out of it was actually pretty impressive, dude. I mean, they destroyed a lot of, like, decoy ones or, like, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, um, replicas for the effects, I guess, you know, explosions or whatever. But, yeah, a lot of the money went into making the actual robot and then the rest was just, you know... Um, you know, to the cast and everything else. So it, it made money. So it was, yeah. um, it was, it was popular. It wasn't reviewed. It was like mixed, but people did, you know, actually like it. So yeah, dude, Uno, would you recommend the movie? People will watch the movie. I mean, if you can tolerate the brown face, check it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm like, I'm telling you, you can't notice it. <laughs> Is that bad? <laughs> so bad I actually say I mean <laughs> that's what I'm saying that's what makes it worse dude is that the fact that <clears throat> without knowing if I if I hadn't known that I would have just been like oh yeah it's just an Indian character dude just an Indian actor that they got to play this character I would have never in my life guessed that that guy wasn't Indian had I not known if Aziz if Aziz I'm sorry I wouldn't have burst my bubble dude I know Apparently he uh, buried the hatchet with Fisher Stevens, and there because I guess there was some kind of feud be- between them. But really, um, like in real life? Yeah, dude. Yeah, because he was, was angry cute. that uh, they didn't get an Indian to do it, dude. I mean, like <laughs> like Guno said, it is offensive, right? You have a white guy, you know, paint his face brown to play an Indian, a stereotypical Indian at that. So guys, what? I didn't know. I've just been kind of clicking on the IMDb website, but. Did you know that it's the same director for Saturday Night Fever? That's why um, I kind of read that in the Wikipedia page. But yeah, uh, that's why they put that no, that scene in it. No dude. wonder. No dude, wonder he's so good the... at, at like creating chemistry with like a robot or bored stiff characters. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did well, dude. He did. Uh, there was a lot of chemistry. You would say hot chemistry between Johnny Five and Stephanie, dude. Dude, that is definitely like a Kanye moment, dude. The fact that he put Saturday Night Fever in his own movie yeah, was dude. just kind of like my and pizza dope. the same song? Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. He's like, these beats are dope. What a freaking flex. 
This is I, I made this movie, and yes, <laughs> yeah. I'm putting it in my other movie for sure. Dude, that's amazing. Um, we all know how Jay you don't feels. Need anyone? I can make it happen with this robot. <laughs> we all know how Jay feels. You definitely recommend this movie, right? Oh heck, one hundred percent, yes, dude. Yep. Especially during this time, dude, where we all, we're all trying to look for a way to bring joy into our lives and kind of forget the uh, the current situation we're all going through right now, dude. This is, I think, by far the best like quarantine movie that you can watch. Because it's just like it's just a feel good, good time throughout the the entire thing. You're like never bummed out watching this movie, and I think that's that's what makes it great. And during pre production, I think Uno brought up a good point. It's short circuit two might be even better because we get all brown face in the movie. <laughs> we have no <laughs> Steven Gutenberg, and we only have Fisher Stevens playing this character the full oh what like ninety minutes. I don't know how long the movie is, but definitely. The whole movie, it's pretty much Fisher Dude, Stevens. I wonder if that was like focus group where, you know, they, they ran the movie, right? And they're just kind of like asking people like, what was your favorite part of the movie? What was your most enjoyable thing about this movie? And they were just like, Ben, the character Ben, like the that guy, the Indian guy. We want more of him. <laughs> and dude, that's probably why. See, I would get kind of pissed about that too. You know what I didn't know was that he wasn't even the first guy for the movie. It was Bronson Pinchot who um, played a similar kind of character from another country in a, in a show called Perfect Strangers. And he was in the movie, but then got let go because he had to go do that show. And then Fisher Stevens uh, was originally hired, fired for Brinson Pitcho, and then rehired. Oh, so, shoot. Crazy. I know. Pretty crazy. But, uh, yeah, I, I recommend it, guys. Go watch it. I think you'll have a good time. It's fun. It's innocent. I know we're making fun of some parts of it, but I think it was all in... in, in well intentioned and it was fun and sweet and had a heart. It was well intentioned behind that, dude. You could just have to tolerate slash accept the racism, That's right? All. I don't know. I know. Is that a bad thing, dude? Now I feel bad thinking about that, dude. I think I'm season sorry gonna go, come at me or something, but um, yeah, it was uh, yeah, it was a good movie, dude. It was it was fun. Um, so Johnny Five was good, <laughs> yeah, Johnny Five definitely was good. Uh, yeah, I mean, we can't put this in like the same category as like. Watching like Birth of a Nation or something like that. Like I don't think it was. <laughs> no, I don't think it was. That. I don't think it's like not at that level. Yeah, it's not at that level. But well, um, yeah. <laughs> but sin. Do is you sin. have any Indians that you're close to, dude? Sin is sin. True. I, guess. <laughs> I know, right? Well, I saw Police Academy not too long ago. Oh my god, dude! You know, if you're like concerned about the racism in this movie, oh my god, dude! That movie, full racist, full homophobic, full like. It's words you don't say anymore, dude. It's crazy, and that movie was crazy of how much so offensive. For our stuff next is. pick, yeah, yeah, I know, right? We're gonna yeah. watch Police Academy, you know. Blazing Saddles. Listen, everybody. I hope you guys enjoyed our deep dive into sh- uh, Short Circuit. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Uh, we are doing okay. another movie. We're gonna do movies for the whole month of May. Our next movie we're gonna do for next week, guys. Ooh, drum roll. Give me that drum roll. Uno, do you want to say it? I'll give you the... You got to say it. You got to say me? it. Me? Ladies and gentlemen, we're doing the martial arts classic, Bloodsport. Kumite, 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 Kumite. What was that line, Jay, that you said earlier? 
Okay, USA. <laughs> I just laugh when I hear that. Okay, oh, Frank USA. Dukes. Like, put up your dukes. But yeah. <laughs> this movie it's, is going to have so many, so many moments we're going to have to talk about, dude. It just. Dude, is, is this the one where they go, okay, or is it a way to go, Idaho? Is that in this movie, too? I don't know. No. But this movie has where supposedly it's Frank Duke's younger, uh, like a flashback. And they have the kid playing uh, young Frank Dukes. Just watch that scene, dude. And I'm like, what happened during this time when they had this kid playing? Dude, I think I better not say anything because it might sound bad. But I don't know. There was something wrong with this kid. <laughs> there was something wrong. Like he had a speech impediment. I don't know. Dude, dude. When, he gets, when he gets the, the bill of his hat cut off. <laughs> yes, dude. He Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, this this movie. movie is gonna be I love this movie amazing. Already. Bloodsport. Go ahead. How about you break my record? <laughs> now I break you. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh my god! Bloodsport, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna have dude, to find out. Where... Else remember any great lines from this movie, dude? Am I the only one who remembers lines? No, nah, dude. Uh, what's the other? Um... Oh my goodness! What is? I don't know, dude. I just remember splits. I remember, uh, <laughs> dude. I think this one was the one where it's like classically, where it's just like, hold my pants, hold my pants, hold my pants, hold my pants down, hold my pants down. <laughs> camera go, and then like, <laughs> you could just tell that he was waiting for the camera to like come on, and he just had his pants down the entire time. And then they're like, action, and it's like, whoop! It's like he pulled up his pants right at the moment. At that moment, uh, amazing. Dude, Bloodsport, next week we'll be doing this. Watch the movie with us. It's going to be amazing, dude. So, uh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) When he he gets the bandana and it's like, you just, like the sound effect is like, you just hear it squeeze even harder, like. (laughs) And then you can hear whip. Yeah, exactly. The whip, dude. Whip on it. Oh, we're having fun just talking about it right now. We haven't seen it. Uh, I I don't know when was the last time we've seen it, but. Um. Anyways, thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. I hope you guys had a good time, enjoyed it. Uh, before we go, hey, why don't we just, if you guys have a really quick uh, pick of the week, Jay, uh, Jay Uno, uh, <laughs> real quick, what are you guys watching? Anything new that you guys want to share? You guys want to recommend to our uh, peeps out there? Well, it's something that uh, we didn't talk about right at the beginning of the show. We were talking about Star Wars, but they just released that um, Star Wars gallery, I think it's called. Yeah. Um, and the first episode uh, focuses on all the directors. Uh, and it's, it's a really good watch, dude. So if you guys get a chance to check it out, you definitely should. Um, Anytime you can get more Mandalorian, it's a good time, dude. So no. I did watch it. It was great. It was really good. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, it's. I guess they're going to do it weekly. So we're going to have to wait every week for a new episode. But uh, this week they focused on the directors. Uh, it was really cool. It was really good to see a kind of behind the scenes uh, thing on it. So for sure. Who knows? Is there something you want to recommend that you've been watching? Um, we haven't really talked about it, but the Clone Wars ended. It's over. Yeah. And um, that last series, I think that last series is like a good summary of what the Clone Wars is like. The Clone Wars is Clone Wars is sitting through a lot of fluff for like three or four really great episodes, dude. And so, um, if you haven't seen the Clone Wars, revisit it. Just be patient, though, right? Because you get some stupid episodes where. Jaja Binks and Mace Windu are off on their own adventures, or you get some like 
Hondo off on some adventure with Obi-Wan and it's a bunch of fluff. But then every now and then, you get these great episodes, dude. Like the most recent being uh, Ahsoka Tano and Darth Maul going at it <clears throat> and just tying in really great with Revenge of the Sith. <clears throat> on that note, watch Clone Wars. Clone Wars, super dope. Really satisfied with the end. It wasn't a spectacular ending, but it was an ending I was satisfied with. And that's all I got to say about that. So I got to mm-hmm. just echo uh, Uno. I think these last four episodes. In- no, no, no. Be original. Be original. Enhances, <laughs> enhances Revenge of the Sith, dude. It, it makes Revenge of the Sith such a better movie if it was these four episodes included. Um, you can't tell me that Clone of the Wars was made for kids. I'll tell you that right now. These last four episodes is probably some of the best Star Wars material you'll ever uh, you'll get to see. It was amazing. Just makes me want to uh, really see a live action Osaka Tano. So yeah, I feel definitely. like Dave Filoni like writes like seven episodes for kids, and then like then he's like, okay, these next three episodes. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, <laughs> I'm definitely. Give them hell. Oh, dude, these last four episodes are are classic, are masterpieces. I think really, <clears throat> excuse me, really well done. Awesome action. Great. Just go check it out. The um, Clone Wars. Last four episodes are out of the whole series. It's done. And uh, yeah, it's pretty It's it's pretty great. I'm going to recommend a new show that's on Amazon called Upload with uh, Robbie O'Mell. Um, and uh, it's basically a guy who uh, is about to die. And they have the option of either dying or being uploaded to a program sort of like The Matrix, but where you, it's heaven in quotes. It's goofy, it's silly, it's uh, fun to watch. I think I uh, enjoyed the chemistry between the uh, two main characters in that. So uh, check it out. I don't know if you guys will like it, but I enjoyed it. I, I'm a sucker for romantic comedies. You can see, uh, as you can see with Short Circuit, because uh, there's nothing like a good romantic comedy without robots and uh, uh, humans. But anyways... Go check it out. So those are our picks of the hey, week. He's not that what? kind of robot. Right? He's not that kind of robot, dude. He didn't molest her. He'll sure. wine and dine you before <laughs> he tries anything. Right? Before any input. <laughs> before any input. That's, that's right. He was demanding. More input. More input. More input. I know, dude. He was Damn, aggressive about it. Aggressive, dude. Anyways. I was like, chill out, Johnny Five. <laughs> Want some software? <laughs> yeah. All right. Next week, we're going to be doing blood sports. So come back. Don't forget to check out our social media at the Beto Report. Uh, check out our videos. We'll be posting more videos. I actually had fun making some videos this week. So check out our videos. Check out everything on our social media at the Beto Report, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Someday we'll post something on there. Go check it out. Thank you guys for joining us for the Beta Report. This is the con. This is Jay. Go USA. <laughs> This is Una. And that is the beta report. We'll see you guys next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.